How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, it's going a little tired, but overall, good. I'd say it's mm. decent. It's okay. Don't mm. ask too many questions, Jacob. I feel like that's <laughs> that's my response. Normally, I ask one. <laughs> that's it. Maybe a follow-up if you there's a very obvious direction you want to go. Um I feel like Juggernaut and your Professor Xavier is trying to like drill into my mind and pry yeah. things out of me. That's why I have this gigantic trash can lid of a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Juggernaut looked really dumb. Looking back, he, on he it. really does. He looks really dumb. <laughs> basically, like a thumb character. <laughs> There's like, I'm, I'm so in Spider Man. I can't. I can't even remember the guy's name. I hope it's not just literally Rhino. But there's a guy that's basically in a giant Rhino suit. Is it Rhino? It's, I think it is. It's literally called, okay. I was like, that guy looks dumb. But Juggernaut also kind of just looks like even a step beyond. <laughs> At least the Rhino guy has some theming going on. Yeah, it's crazy how simplistic some of those designs were. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I really enjoyed the design of the the lizard doctor i forget his name mm. but he was basically like a humanoid no his reptile okay no yeah. or is that from mortal kombat fuck well my brain went to killer croc but that's like batman i think yes yeah but basically it's like this uh anthropomorphized lizard but like he was still wearing like a lab a lab coat and stuff it's just like the clothes were ripped Yes. Because he transformed while wearing it. He's like, I guess this is me now. He's called um, the lizard. Dr. Curtis Connors. That's ah, why he didn't okay. remember. It's because he was named with the same naming naming scheme as the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Spider uh, man. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. Yeah. Man, now I'm wondering how many of his uh, Spider-Man's villains are all just like the name of the thing venom Super villain venom's cool though well venom venom Ven- at least venom is like is cool. not if, if if this was following the same naming scheme venom would be named bad space symbiote <laughs> just like <laughs> space symbiote um i was recently playing it's a very old marvel nemesis not familiar. It was a game back on the PS2. It had graphics like it should have been on the PS1 or N64. Okay. But it had like the shittiest campaign mode, TLDR. Um, it has a multiplayer mode. So mm. basically you have different characters within that cast in the Marvel Universe, like Wolverine, Spider-Man, Venom. Uh, but each of them had like different weights and different abilities. But pretty much it was like you punch stuff, you pick up and throw stuff, or you use mm. some of your meter to do like a rage mode. Or use right. a special ability. So Spider-Man, light, quick, webbed around and shit. Uh, and he could web light things to him and he could throw them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. What does Venom do? Everything Spider-Man does, but better. Because he's a heavier <laughs> character. So yeah. he can like tether a car and then chuck it at somebody. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, so my friend and I, like during high school, would go out on our lunch breaks as seniors back to his house. And like we'd do like a speed run of like a half hour of like games to see who could win the most as Venom for Venom yeah. v Venom. I kind of like Venom. Um, I'm spoiler alert, sort of like an edge Lord and Venom is a great character concept for me. Um, 
If like, if anybody is wearing black or scoffs or has hair over their eye, Jake's like, I'm picking that character in that game. <laughs> uh-huh. I actually have like a Venom stencil like sticker actually is what it is like for venom with like his his tongue sticking out but it's just in white and it's uh i have a uh, purple luggage and i just put it on that because i was like purple is venom's color and it's <laughs> venom's face conveniently i always know it's my luggage because nobody else has a sticker of venom <laughs> like with his tongue sticking out on it so <laughs> fun while taking it for, to uh work engagements also yeah it's a nice little personalization Mm-hmm. Oh, is that? Oh, that's Jake's. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably Venom on the luggage. Yeah, but I like Venom. I like Venom as a character significantly more than I get that Spider-Man's like supposed to be. I don't know. Spider-Man's fine. Probably good. Bad, better than most heroes as well, far as yeah. Like but he's he's human. good. So like by default, it's harder to win the cool card. Yes. Whereas Venom's mm-hmm. like, I smoke cigarettes. You're like, damn, that is kind of cool. Uh huh. I know it's bad, but he's still willing <laughs> to do it, which makes him badass. I just like the concept of Venom, right? Because Venom basically is a child. Not really, but like comes from space, doesn't have any concept of morality. And he's like, hey, I need a host because like that's kind of my jam, Jimmy Jams. And it's like Spider-Man, I think Eddie, Eddie Brock. Yep. His name. Um, and there's the whole dichotomy and Venom's like evil or he's not evil and all this stuff. Um, although sometimes in portrayal, like as a first host, it ends up on Spider-Man and Spider-Man still ends up being kind of corrupted. And I don't think that's I don't think that canonically makes any sense. Like it so has you're to saying be saying that the host first. more so reflects the personality it can like so my understanding is someone's going to correct me here but like anyone who's had venom uh been a host for venom in the past influenced venom's personality but like the opposite wasn't the case venom wasn't like inherently evil so spider-man's just like peter parker walking down the street and it's like you know (laughs) everyone talks about the sam raimi (laughs) yeah bully mcguire bully mcguire classic Um, that doesn't make sense if he's the first host. Because Venom's just like, oh, I guess we're probably a good guy. Yeah, but literally nobody who went to go see those films is like fact checking that. I mean, maybe I, there is like a whole like subculture who's like still seething about it. I don't know. Oh, guaranteed. Well, the problem is like a lot of people still liked aspects of those movies. So they were entertaining. They, also, they for like the time, those were the movies. Yeah, those are our superhero movies. Like, name other movies that came out around that time. Or even tell me when that time is, because I don't know. Either. I have no idea. Batman something. Batman was a, a good deal after. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> so when did when did that come out? Because that was close to um, that was like early two thousands or something, right? That can't be right. No. 2010s when did when did the spider-man movies come out i want to say it's closer Mm. to the early 2000s because i still would have been a youth yeah whereas 2010 i would have been like 20 and i definitely wasn't going back and watching my brain trilogy then rejected how early it actually was 2002 was when sam raimi sam raimi spider-man came out so i was like 11 
Yeah. Which checks out. Yeah. So that's, I think one could uh, be forgiven for not remembering everything about those trilogies or looking at them the most, uh, most critically. But that was the whole thing. The reason Carnage is messed up is because it was on a serial killer. It wasn't like, okay, well, Carnage is going to make this person better. You know? So anyways. So Carnage <laughs> is not actually evil. Guns don't kill people. Serial <laughs> killers kill people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, also, Venom is just way more interesting to play in... Um, the video games than Spider-Man and pretty much any game where Venom is depicted far more interesting than Spider-Man. Just the potential, like you said, the potential. He can to pick be the up bad cars, guy. throw yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man motion. just like puts people in like this fucking silk hammock. And then uh-huh. he's like, yo cops, you deal with that shit. Yep. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh no, here's where my edge stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was like 13 and it was uh-huh. like you, your options were Superman or Batman. Mm-hmm. So I gravitated towards Batman. One, right. it was like the dark and the style was cool. But two, Superman as a concept was, hey, I'm fucking invincible. I uh-huh. can fly, super strength, have laser eyes. I'm like, why, do you, why would you pick this person who's obviously the overdog? Pick over the underdog, <laughs> right? I haven't heard that. Over cat, what do you what do you call it? But I was I gravitated more towards Batman mm-hmm. to a degree because out of the scope of superheroes I knew at that time, that was the one. Oh um, yeah. And while we're on super like Superman and Batman, you're yeah. correct. It's not an argument. Oh, hundred percent. They literally they literally had to like arbitrarily introduce weaknesses to superman because they're like crap we kind of just made a god um hmm. that's not going to be interesting for very long right what does he fight uh well he he he's not um in danger by people so we'll have him fight concepts all right he's versus commies now or something like that right yeah i don't know that's so nonsense um and batman's a person and uh, they they re- have retried the ground so much, but at least there was the one interesting question of like, Batman could stop all of this if he would just break his rule, but he just refuses to kill people. Um, and as a murder, a pretty this, easy solution to most situations. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody charge you too much for the loaf of bread? Murder them. Yeah. But I mean, they they tread they tread that ground over and over and over again, right? It's like the consequences yes. of Batman not taking the Joker out, <laughs> because prison is the easiest place to escape <laughs> in Batman's world. Arkham Asylum might as well be a hotel, right? It's like I'm going to check out. See ya. <laughs> I thought he was in Arkham. They're like, I mean, yeah, come on, is uh... uh-huh, right. He wanted to leave. We let him go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I don't know. I enjoyed at the time some of like DC's antiheroes um, and mm-hmm. like side characters or villains. It seemed like a more dark, edgy twist, which again, thirteen-year-old me uh, found interesting at the time. And then Marvel, from what I knew of it, or even just like Superman, um, everyone's like too pure and good. Yeah, um, and I'm like, that seems very one-dimensional. 
so i didn't really gravitate towards it obviously if you go and read like a lot of the uh, graphic novels or comic books um lots of characters in both uh, cinematic universes or on prints are actually very diverse and they have interesting characters and backstories some Mm -hmm. of them more than others um but yeah i just like the idea of vigilantism at the time Mm -hmm. and the older i get i'm like yeah cops fucking blow so like (laughs) oh let's the idea was appealing it's like oh this person's Uh fighting for justice that's something that that's a a quality i want to embody as like a young christian boy Mm -hmm. and then if we need to go outside the law i'm like yeah as a young christian boy right yes Um, as one does what about you did you have somebody outside of batman that you like grew up with you're like fuck yeah so i didn't i wasn't exposed much to superhero media as a kid i had a pretty relatively sheltered upbringing where we weren't watching a bunch of movies or tv or all this other stuff so also we didn't have like cable so you know whatever (laughs) shows up on just standard tv um i did like x-men um and i think that was that would be the counterpoint um it's like once x-men entered the popular space now Marvel has something going on, right? <laughs> like, um, because those characters are much more human, much more troubled. And, yeah, literally you know, how they set with... it up. Yeah, exactly. Is, right. Hey, people are afraid of these people who have you know, uh, beyond human powers. Uh-huh. Oh, is that threatening? And they put that in any so- part of current society or like thirty years back. It's like. Wouldn't this scare you? And you're like, yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned. Mm-hmm. So I they think, get targeted. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one um, from amongst them, and it's honestly a character that, to my shame, I don't know that much about, but like I was a kid, so I was picking things off aesthetics. Are you going to guess? Is it? Are they in X-Men? They are in X-Men. Gambit. It is Gambit, yeah. Gambit Fucking is nailed it. the coolest, the coolest X-Men. <laughs> Um, and it's just like as a kid, I was just like, man, if I had a deck of playing cards, I could just like energize them and throw them at things. It'd be freaking sweet. But that's also like. It's just like an extension of his power set in such a cool way, right? It's like, ah, oh, like I can infuse something with energy. What would be how should I use this in combat? Literally just hucking playing cards at people. It's like, that's what makes Gambit cool. And the bow staff, you know, doesn't hurt. Later on, he went to be a playable character in League of Legends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't even consider anybody in the X-Men universe, but some of of their stuff is so cool. I also really liked Iceman, but I, again, he's a minor character. Not as much comes up. Yeah, but he is apparently one of like the top five most powerful. Theoretically. Hmm. Interesting. But there was a, I forget the name of the character, but basically they signed up with Magneto and whatever the fuck his group was called. Yeah. Um, people who were fighting for mutant rights specifically mm-hmm. be like, hey, fuck all humans. Um, but he had cancer or something. Hmm. So he this got like Deadpool, these, obviously. <laughs> he got like a, basically like two slugs like live in his body and they like eat the cancer. Okay. But then also give him powers. And I was like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> but <laughs> the is idea Bioshock. is like very out there and cool. I'm like, okay, I like it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I also really like the design of Abel. Hmm. I'm not familiar is, with uh, Abel. Abel is Scott's brother. Okay. 
So Cyclops. Scott Summers is Cyclops. Um, yeah. Abel basically got his powers from some machine in Magneto because Magneto is like the the uh, the leader of the uh, the enemy bad guys. Yes. Uh, so the he bad orchestrates a lot of stuff. Um, but he could do lasers out of his hands. I'm like, wouldn't ah. that be so much less complicated? Yes. Right. <laughs> Wear gloves instead of shades all the time. Uh-huh. Man, some of those are pretty cool. Cy- Cyclops was Cyclops was kind of cool. Wolverine has the power set, you know. And I think they've probably the he's too popular at the this point for me to be like a huge Wolverine fanboy. Although if he was less popular, I'd probably, you know, enjoy it a little bit more but like every movie has come out for him um but uh like they literally had what was it logan i think was his yeah. like mature movie which was i really enjoyed that movie right because i'm just actually like, good heck and violent um but here's the thing that everybody sees wolverine and they're like oh the guy with the claws we're like yeah but what's but is that's not his power <laughs> yeah right I mean, his power, yeah, and I actually, everybody thinks it at first because that's the most notable thing about him, right? Yeah. but It's, it's just, just like, super regeneration. Yeah. That's Which it. Which is excruciating, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like he uh, he's had his bone claws replaced with adamantium um, and his skeleton, I think, right? Like, it was like a full freaking replacement almost. Yes. This was uh, a big part of the plot. Or that they delved into for X Men Two. Mm-hmm. Those were also huge movies, by the way. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah, and then they they went forward, and I kind of stopped watching them. I think I dropped off at like Days of Future Past or something like that, and I didn't finish out the series. I think there was Just a lot of I saw. There's some cool one with my um, with uh, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, young Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that guy whose name I'll never be able to remember <laughs> from Wanted <laughs> as uh, um, Professor Xavier, young Professor Xavier. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I know yeah. Yep. I pictured the face because mm-hmm. uh, also we talk about Wanted every six months. It's it's but... more often than it should be. <laughs> Um, well, it's always like uh, it comes up in discussion. Like, did you know so and so is in one two? Get the fuck out! Mm-hmm. While we're talking about cool X Men, though, thoughts on both. So, so first Magneto, and then a critique of uh, Phoenix, maybe, or thoughts on Phoenix. What are your thoughts on Magneto? Love him. Yeah. Like the ability to control metal. The ability to control anything is always really cool. That's why mm-hmm. in like uh, Naruto, don't remember the Sand Kid's name, but he could control sand. I'm like, oh, that's really cool because mm-hmm. you can do lots of different things with it. So him controlling metal. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> him controlling metal is really badass. And then also oh, yeah. he is Jewish, so I did have a bit of a bias there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also the idea of him just like, breaking out of like a nazi camp and just fucking people up i'm like yeah i like that oh yeah again jewish bias but i feel like anybody who watched she's i'm forgetting the quentin tarantino movie Hmm. inglorious bastards yeah spelled weird i feel like the name's wrong but no that's the name of the movie 
It is Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like they fuck up so many Nazis. I don't care who you are. It's so it's just so like fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 a feel good movie in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree entirely for Magneto. There's a particular scene. The thing the other thing Magneto gets is like going to film his powers translate into just like really cool things happening on screen. I think like in one of the earlier movies, he like moves the Golden Gate Bridge to extend out to an island or something like like Alcatraz or whatever. Um, it's it's like all of this absurd things. And there's one particular scene. I can't remember what movie it's from because it's been so long. But he's like in a it's like a glass or plastic yep, prison. It's plastic prison. Plastic prison. And I think Mystique has like fed this guard like iron supplements um, so that he'll have a higher iron concentration in his blood. And Magneto straight up like rips the metal like out of his chest in these little part- particles and then like forms. Uh, well, one like uses them as balls to break the prison and then makes little super thin plates. Uh, he can like fly over on to escape. And it's just the freaking coolest stuff. It's the coolest yeah. stuff. All of his stuff is so badass, and he's also a, I want to say a well-developed character, because like you understand his motivations at all points. It's not like, why is he so evil? You're yeah. like, no, he's fighting for a cause that he believes in, which is they're treating mutants unjustly, and they are. Yeah. Uh, but his solution for it is just not ideal, because he was like, oh, we should kill the other people yeah, he <laughs> who wants, aren't us, who are he persecuting wants a completely us. completely separate society if he can get it, and if he yes. can't get it, then you know be at he, he will directly. kill for it exactly yeah he wants independence he doesn't want integration and that's like the big difference between him and xavier but you could make an argument like because it's still such a freaking problem now it is kind of a problem because of what magneto does right but like mutants never really get the level of acceptance that xavier wants to get them to but like i love the dialogue between those characters because they almost never actually fight each other like if magneto and xavier show up they're just like like literally everyone underneath them they fight all the time right good mutants bad mutants the school mutants and uh magneto's people but like if you put magneto and xavier in a room they almost never fight instead they're just like greeting each other like like disagreeable old friends Right. Yeah. Because they, that's literally what they are. Yeah. Um, I love that. But I, I also like, and you'll see this in like a lot of uh, Japanese culture where it's like, hey, our ideals are at odds. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like the main crux of it. Like, you see it more played out in certain things like uh, Fate Zero mm-hmm. between Kirito and Emiya. I don't know. Some Japanese um, names. But yeah, they're like very much polar opposites, but also kind of the same in a way. Mm-hmm. It's just they're approaching it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, they can never be friends. Um, but I like that because like they will actually interact and discuss. It's not just fuck you and then they try yes. to kill each other. <laughs> F you, Sasuke. <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the... Um, when they're having like a good heated argument about ideals, it's nice mm-hmm. to be like, well, he's actually making some good points. Oh shit. But he said that. Uh-huh. And 
as the audience, uh, you feel a little bit torn between. You're like, I see the good in both sides. Uh huh. I don't like in storytelling. That's basically my favorite trope is if you can get a sympathetic antagonist and man, it can be hard, right? Because by definition, the antagonist is not the person that the story is primarily following. That would be the protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can get someone where the protagonist has a belief and the antagonist is challenging that belief in legitimate, not like mustache twirling evil ways, um, that's actually cool. That I actually appreciate and like to think about and would rather be challenged on. And I was also literally thinking of like Japanese anime when we were talking about this character dynamic because like, Sometimes Magneto literally is mustache twirling evil, but not in his best depictions. No, it's usually <laughs> some other stuff where he's again, I forget when like this machine gets introduced, but like they do start Cerebro. giving normal ass people powers. Mm-hmm. No, not Cerebro. At least I don't it's believe wrong. so. Maybe it's a corrupted variation of Cerebro in some mm-hmm. some chapter. It's the only machine I know about, so that's what that was my <laughs> Oh, Xavier's laptop? Yeah, uh, the yeah. Uh, the Dell, the Dell laptop that they bring Del up in every Cerebro. every chapter. <laughs> Cerebro Pentium processor. Uh, and to answer your other question, because I did not forget, Phoenix is dumb. Yeah, I think Phoenix is really dumb mm-hmm. because again, you've given a character way too much power, like Superman. So you have to like, how do we balance this? Oh, she's crazy. Okay. Um, so it becomes like a wildly destructive power where it's like, I know you never know when she's going to fucking just murder everybody. Uh-huh. But she fights for good. Um, and then they had something. I remember watching these movies like so intently because it was either at the end of episode, the second movie or the third movie. Jean Grey dies, air quotes. Mm-hmm. But like when they pan a shot over like a river after like some battle of whatever the fuck you under the water, you see like this very kind of obvious outline of like a Phoenix and you're like, Oh shit. That's the, uh, Uh that's the hook for the next movie. But then like she does come back, I believe. Yeah. Or maybe they never continued from that saga. Maybe that was the third. I feel like, I feel like there had to have been a movie called like rise of the dark Phoenix or something like that. I don't know, but it sounds like what an X-Men movie would be titled. I think literally Dark Phoenix. I feel like X-Men Dark Phoenix is probably a thing, but I don't know. Um, Maybe she's a character in Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> yeah, it's a skin. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. But she just I, initially, I thought, just had psychic powers, right? Very similar to Xavier. Yeah, she's like a budget Xavier. Well, I mean. Well, so I don't know if that's true. Her That is her power set, but it's because Xavier sealed uh phoenix force inside of her so like she's like capped out at power level two (laughs) um because he's just like there's a lot going on in here so we're just gonna like steal your (laughs) memories and seal all of this and try not to end reality (laughs) that's your job everybody else you go fight crime you hang great don't fit don't end reality I'll i'll bring you some tea Um, i think she's my opinion on her is i think she's she's more interesting than superman but only in the way that like the cursed chosen child trope is more interesting than the superpower god trope 
Um, but they're both like they're both pretty pretty well played out. Um, and unfo- it's unfortunate because like when you put someone in that spot, it's basically like she's a plot device, right? Like her yeah. power level is too high, so now she's a plot device. Um, and it's unfortunate because otherwise she could be a lot cooler. Yeah, but even by default, I think she's more interesting than at least from like what I recall of the movie depictions of a character like Storm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like how they wrote it. Maybe it's Halle Berry. I don't know what the fuck it was, but like Storm, like power set wise, fucking yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Storm as a character kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they don't really give her justice or make her that interesting again from what I've seen. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would believe but, she does more interest. Like, I haven't really read the comics, right? So I'm filthy casual. Did you watch be- any of the cartoons? Uh, I saw some episodes, yeah. Of and the I original also, or like of... The, the the newer one. The one thing I saw X-Men from the original... Evolution. Yes, I believe that's the one. Uh, the original... Uh, the only thing I remember from this is like a YouTube clip I saw where Magneto is tricked by a wooden gun. And it's the best thing. Like... Stop listening to the podcast. You don't even have to come back. Like Wooden Gun Magneto on YouTube is just the best freaking thing. But Xavier, like, I think it's Xavier. It might have been Scott. I don't remember. Anyways, like paints a wooden gun to look kind of like a real gun. And then is like pointing it at Magneto. And Magneto Magneto is like, you fool. I am the master of magnetism. It's like, you could not harm me with such a thing. Watch as I will move the gun with my mind. Like, all of this, you know, soliloquy. And um, he's like, he like, there's like lines of concentration as he tries to move the gun and then fails. And he's like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, and uh, so they just convince him that he's been drained of his powers. <laughs> he doesn't have the ability to do anything anymore. The police show up, handcuff what? him, and then while he's being escorted away, uh, they reveal it. He's like, "It was a wooden gun," and Magneto's like, "A wooden gun," and then he like allows himself to be put in the squad car and taken away. And I was like, "What <laughs> car? Handcuffs? Exactly. Handcuffs? Yes." He's Again, surrounded going- by weapons. Going back to Naruto, I wish I remembered the Sand Kid's name. I keep calling him Sand Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Sand King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like he literally had like a giant gourd of sand. So like he always had his weapon with him at all times. Is it so Gara of the Desert? It. it is Gara. Okay. Thank for adding of the desert. <laughs> That's what Google said. <laughs> I'm just reading the bold. Does he use soil in his battles? No, no, no. <laughs> it is, in fact, sand. <laughs> That's Gar of the Plains. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch as I control this wheat. <laughs> just moves side to side. It's just like in the wind. A cow is like very slowly, like looking back and forth, like what the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I like any type. Any time a character could control a certain type of thing, I'm like, oh, mm. cool. Yeah, because obviously it's very dynamic. Um, a lot of things would always come up too with a Nightcrawler and his abilities. Of oh like, yeah, is it is it vision based? And then he's like, oh, I had to have been there before or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he doesn't get like stuck in walls. But then just like imagining how his powers would work. And that always devolves into a discussion of like, if you could choose one power to have, 
Which mm-hmm. power would it be? And then yeah. occasionally you have some people say invisibility, and it's like, no, you weirdo, no. <laughs> invisibility is literally. I think somebody else said this. I'm taking their opinion, but I agree with it. Invisibility, like, when would you use that for something good, right? Versus yeah. something like I'm going to rob a bank uh-huh. or like sneak around so I can like look at people. Uh huh. Yeah, or you, like you break and enter into something. I don't know. It's just. It seems like it has more evil intentions behind it that you could get away with all i'm saying is violet has gotten away with this for too long right that is not a reputable power <laughs> oh the incredibles from incredibles yeah i was racking my brain i'm like who in the x-men's violet <laughs> yeah um nightcrawler I, I kind of forgot about nightcrawler is incredibly cool he's also a bit of an edgelord but like a redemptive edgelord which is nice i liked his betrayal in the movies. He's um, cool. Cool cooler than Beast. I mean everybody is cooler than Beast. <laughs> I'm a smart monkey. I'll be put in Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm literally thinking. Proto Winston. That's yeah, what I it's... Yeah, he, although it was played by um uh Frasier <laughs> whose character I the name I can remember Kelsey was, Graham Kelsey Grammer thank you uh played Kelsey, play, Grammer, like, yeah. Kelsey Grammer in the movies it's kind of funny toss salad and scrambled eggs <laughs> all of them <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna rage <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah no, I should go back a- and watch those at some point Mm-hmm. just because certain parts were a little bit hokey other things i'm like i did appreciate the humor as a kid yeah i also kind of like that most of their power sets are a lot more limited right like the super powered ones at the top magneto has this really wide useful power but most of the mutants are like a single thing has changed and so they're not like on that same power level as like computer amplified worldwide psionics like or the ability to to move things so like jubilee yeah wait who was jubilee's thing she could i think it had to be electronic but she could just touch it and make it explode i believe (laughs) gotcha but it's some type of like she can make things explode with her hands but i'm pretty sure it was limited to electronics i think the only thing I have ever seen Jubilee in was there was some like there was a rated list of like the worst mutants and I think she oh. was on it. <laughs> um, just a little she definitely doesn't have like the most notable powers. Mm-hmm. There's um the character I'm thinking of now. I'm thinking about the the least uh, least cool. Um, I'm gonna call him Slippy, but pretty sure that's not his name. <laughs> Um, but literally like the frog guy. I think Storm kills him in the movie. Nobody cared. <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> "Oh, you mean Toad? Toad? Yeah, yeah." Mm-hmm. His depiction of the movie is fucking wild. Like, <laughs> let's make him really gross and use his tongue a lot. And people are like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she strikes him with lightning. Yes, I was like. That's like her one cool thing in the movie. It, it's literally the only thing. It's also, I just find it hilarious that the X-Men are like the good guys and no one calls her out on it. She's like, did you just like, did you just kill that one? They're like, yeah, it was, 
it was slippy though. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I usually just shock the blob, but it doesn't really do anything. So uh, uh-huh. I don't know. Nice, nice change of pace for me. I remember guys, she had guys. Like... Let me have this one. <laughs> <laughs> she had like a really stupid line too. She had her like superhero. Yes, like was... comeback line right before she basically kills him, and I can't remember what it is because who cares? <sighs> I'm gonna make a statement. Mm-hmm. I think it was better than what Elle said in season four of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Which line are you talking about, Dave? All of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was that's like, a, we that's going, a twenty year old insult. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the callback. That's what happens when we talk about TV things. X-Men man, as a I, whole, though, really good. Really oh. good. I enjoyed watching some of the older stuff through clips, but that was more like a 90s cartoon show mm-hmm. when it had like Transformers and other stuff. Uh, so I missed a lot of that because I couldn't perceive things at that age. Yeah. But X-Men Evolution, I watched a lot on WB. And if we're going back to Batman for a moment, Batman Beyond? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I still so think good. holds up. Really enjoy it. It was like that in Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And then Justice League Unlimited, it really exposed me more to the superhero space and it made it interesting and fun versus either, either like overly hokey as mm-hmm. some of like the older movies might have done or just I wasn't I was never going to sit down and read the comics because right. I'm yeah. lazy. Um, Man, the original Teen Titans were like so good. There was like an entire thing so like i don't think they could call him deathstroke slayed yeah he slayed in the comment in the in the show right uh but i remember there was literally we might have even talked about it years back but that's that's past the time voiced by ron perlman dang i didn't put that together until he said it that's one of the reasons why he's so badass yeah but then again i also thought ron perlman did um bastion so mm-hmm. it could be that guy instead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as but we like, find out, Ron per- Perlman's actually just billing himself as two different people. <laughs> it actually is all the same. Guy. Sometimes I'm this guy. Other times I'm an entirely different guy. Uh, but but I like recall, the like, Terra arc. Yeah, that was really sad. But like I'm anything with Slade, so like un- ha- it had stakes. Yeah. There was a the the thing I'm thinking of specifically. They really like I don't know if they pushed the boundary necessarily of what they could do in a kid's show, but it seemed kind of like they were. I I recall as um there's a time that he like corrupts Robin basically. Yep. Um but like Robin is he's he's being an inside agent without the rest of the Teen Titans knowing. Um and he's actively working against them and like kicking their butts. And Slade is like good job and it's just like it's such a good episode because you don't even know that robin yeah, has actually turned um and he kind of just kicks their butt right like it's it's really <laughs> it's really funny um that he's basically like a grown adult fighting the teen titans yeah because um, <laughs> like the the power dynamic he seems very much an authority figure he's so cool in that show I mean, he has, like, people under him. Like, he has minions. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of an evil organization. And then the he himself is just a badass. Yeah. Later on, the, 
they would reveal that he was actually Deathstroke. I think like in the comics originally, mm-hmm. in like the eighties or nineties, it was just probably Deathstroke. I think I think it was, just or he Deathstroke. got like recast into oh Slade and Deathstroke are the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you look at it, it all the dots really do connect. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking about the terror arc now because I had like I was watching this when I was much younger. I don't know when this one showed this one showed. I'd have to Google it. But like I was like really rooting for Be- uh, Beast Boy and Terra. And like I think this show ended like on I don't know if it was necessarily like a cliffhanger, but it was kind of like a somber goodbye. Is that incorrect? I'm getting a head shake. I'm I'm giving you a big head shake on that. Yeah. Do you the want me to I... remind you or do you want to check it out later? Well, uh, it's past the expiration of spoilers. Um I'm not, I'm I'm fine knowing now. The the last scene I remember is he like Tara was working with Slade for a time and Beast Boy is like what's going on? And finally she's like freed from his control or something like that and he finds her as just like a girl in a school um but she doesn't really acknowledge him and that was pretty much the end of my recollection to what happened okay maybe you're remembering more and i'm i'm the one who's wrong the last thing i remember is her like turning to stone or like fucking dying yes yes <laughs> under like a landslide mm-hmm. cuz she had her um uh, what is it? Her her monumental resurgence, her her heel face turn <laughs> is what it would be, where she's the bad guy and becomes the good guy and takes down Slade, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Beast Boy like thought she was dead, but then yeah, this was in a later episode. I think it was literally the last episode of the entire show. He sees her like one more time, but she's just like a girl in a school and doesn't know who he is, or. She chooses not to acknowledge him. Yes. More like other. she's just putting everything behind her. Like, I can't, that's not my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was weird for a kid's show to go into like a decent degree of, on multiple counts of psych, psychological manipulation. Yeah. Um, and psychic manipulation. Eh. Azeroth, <laughs> Metreon, yeah, Zinthos. Raven by far is the coolest. Again, and, going to the edgy, char- uh, edgy characters. And then Starfire was like super bubbly. Uh-huh, so like any time yeah. that they had like interaction, I think one time they had like, no, they literally had a body swap episode mm-hmm. where like, um, I think Starfire uses her happiness and like good feelings to power her flight. And then uh-huh. Raven was trying to learn that while in her body type thing. That's really funny. So it was just, it was a nice, uh, basically like character swap for them, uh-huh. a role reversal. Yeah, I don't know. They they did a lot of fun things with that show. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a decent amount of it was probably canon, but a lot of it had to not be as well because it was animated. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're also I think I don't recall how old they are in the show, but they're more teeny in the Teen Titans <laughs> than like the older Titans, which are like late they're like teen Titans. they're like fourteen, fifteen. I would argue that's what it seems like. They're much closer to. Um, Definitely Beast Boy is not like, you know, 19 years old in this show. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like my recollection is in the comics, like they are young adults, basically. Yes, pretty much. 
yeah um which does change things up i assume as far as like content ratings and all of that stuff but it was no it was it was crazy i really enjoyed that show great intro great characters even are the you saying really for the cool. animation of the intro or are you talking about this song this song is also really good hi hi puffy Yumi. if you ever want to look it up oh yeah and they had their own they were on uh, nickelodeon for a while the hi hi puffy Yumi show i know Cartoon it did Network. not do as well <laughs> yeah it did not it did not but like it the way you can tell it was really good is like the closing line in the intro is like Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. And then they literally just made that the name of the follow up chibi type show thing. So like, yeah. Talk yeah, about was... like resting on your laurels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like things like that with uh, Teen Titans or Batman Beyond, specifically for what you're saying with the intro is one of the reasons that they really stood out because most shows were like, here's a heroic rise or something or like something mm-hmm. a little bit cartoony. And they're like, oh, uh, do you want to do something different? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, Japanese pop over here, but also give it like a bit of a 70s boogie twist. I don't know how you describe that. Yeah. And then Batman Beyond is like, hey, do you want to grab like the guitarist from you too and have him do this? Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And you're like, what? But then the way they did the art direction for the intro... I'm going to watch Batman Beyond's intro as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it really stood out on its own. Yeah. Were there any other cartoons you remember watching on like Saturday morning? Or even, I'll give you this, as, a, as, a, as some room, on Toonami. On Toonami. Well, again, I didn't have cable. So even Teen Titans were kind of like the special treat at Grandma's house or something like that. Um. Grandma's like, Jake, we're watching Teen Titans. Get in here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, hmm, it's harder to pick out some other ones. The, the, the shows that I remember were not nearly as good. Uh, because Read Between were, again, the Lions. Great one. Um, uh-huh, Read Between the Lions. That was a classic. Dragon Tail uh, or Dragon Tales. Um, Action Man was a was a hero. I think I... I, I uh, talked about this not too long ago but probably not on the podcast because why would i ever want to do that um i mean i've heard the phrase action man but yeah sounds almost like a commercial bump it it was apparently based off like a hasbro toy series or something i don't even know what is this okay (laughs) as i'm looking this up i know less about this um, I had a vague memory. Now I have confusion. I, 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 yeah. What was the... Okay, I'm going to try to find this guy. You you buy me time while I think... Try to figure out who the math superhero was. Okay. So, for everybody listening, uh, Nostalgia Bomb, Toonami fucking slapped, huh? Mm-hmm. You get home from school, and you're like, well, it's not Saturday. I can't watch cartoons, obviously. You get home, you're like, parents, I need the TV. And then you turn on the TV. You're like, Mom, I need you to microwave me something. And you'd hear the tsunami bump. And it's like, next up, Dragon Ball Z. And you're like, this is so cool and awesome. But it had a lot of content that I was not yet exposed to. And it wasn't little baby cartoony stuff. These were like the cool. This is what the teenagers were watching. I oh say this gosh. like I was, you know, a young man coming into adulthood. But I was probably already a teenager at this point. I was probably like 15 or 16. I'm like, DBZ is uh-huh. pretty badass, huh? 
Um, but like I mean, the way they portrayed it with the bumps and like the mm-hmm. little highlights is like, I want to see him kick Frieza's ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't speak to the shows as much that we're on Toonami, but like the Adult Swim bumps, uh, those I started to catch up on after the fact. And like Bibio and other bands and uh, Tycho did, did one of the bumps. Um, What's like, Adult Swim you're saying? Yeah, like Adult okay. Swim stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are those are really freaking good. Like there is legitimately, I feel like, what's the the name of that music app that um, listens like finds you the song? Yeah, like Kazaa. Kazaa like was that. probably the first one. Yeah, um, that's got to be like ninety percent of their actual use case was like just capturing what people were listening Adult to. Adult swim at two a.m. <laughs> uh huh. During these bumps. Um, I also found I so I think I was still thinking of Action Man. Um and I found a CGI so it was a CGI show and it does not look good. It looks really bad. Uh and his superpower was basically he's super smart and he just calculates things really fast. So like oh. <laughs> like physics, like real time physics. So he's like, "Oh, if I literally butterfly type effect stuff where you're like, well, if I throw a rock up in the air right here, it will be at just the right speed and trajectory to go into the jet engine and, you know, cause a major plane crash. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) as soon as you said like butterfly and rock, I'm like, he's throwing a rock at a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) The butterfly effect. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to send you the link to this, like on the side and maybe I'll put it in the description too, since I have the edit. And really confuse the people who like haven't actually listened to this, um, but uh, it's like don't watch it now because we won't be able to recover for the episode. It's the stupidest looking thing. It's so bad. It seemed fine when I was a kid, though. Just even looking at the the preview, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm getting uh-huh. totally Yoko vibes. It's uh, and it's I never like that worse. feeling. <laughs> It's probably worse. It looks worse. Um, but there is something about, uh, granted, it is probably the age, but mm-hmm. a lot of that shonen content yeah. of like something, Yu Gi Oh is a great example. Mm-hmm. How's Yu Gi going to get out of this? Uh-huh. Oh, he top decks something. <laughs> oh, it works perfectly for what he has on the board. That's convenient. Um, mm-hmm. Or with Naruto and like, how's he going to fight this power? Oh, he has a new power. But like, all that uh-huh. shit was very hype and exciting. Yeah, because you want to see your protagonist or your character succeed, um, and literally just pull like some cool trick out of their hat, magic hats. After you shuffle, mm-hmm. shuffled around the Karibos, but uh-huh. it was just always so exciting to like, oh, what's what's next? You never knew. But it's why they never define what's in his deck, so it can be a magic deck that has whatever <laughs> <in> it, whatever <laughs> he needs. It. How many seasons in are we, and still discovering new cards? <laughs> how many how many cards are in your deck? <laughs> my, my grandfather's deck has three thousand cards. <laughs> it's inconsistent at best. <laughs> this really explains the episode in season three where he goes against Slifer the Sky Dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's slay for the sky dragon makes you milk. Anyway, um, <laughs> I like. Um, I don't know why, but I appreciate that bit mm-hmm. that I do. Where it's like it's an aside joke, but you never complete the joke. Right. You just say enough to make the loose reference. People connect the dots, and then you move on. Uh huh. But that type of humor always resonates with me for some reason. 
No, that's good. I appreciate it. I like. I mean, a lot of our friends are pretty nerdy. Um, ah, yeah, and we're we're pretty nerdy. So, like, even when we don't get the reference, a brief little aside, as though to begin a tangent, to acknowledge where it came from, that itself is the joke, right? You're just like. We understand the meta context that you're thankfully not going like into full on explanation about something that no one else knows about. Um, but to fake it is hilarious. If you actually did it, it'd be terrible, right? It'd be, <laughs> it's like <laughs> if I was like, all right, let's talk about Warhammer races, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> well, there's the 3K, there's the 40K, which oh. is a lot longer than. Did that three. did that one land? <laughs> that one did. Uh, basically, I got I'm to three A, and I was like, "I'm I would like to back away from the show." <laughs> um. I will say it's always fun to hop on the train of a thing, mm-hmm. even if you're not. Again, like what you're describing of somebody says a joke, and you're like, "Oh, I'm totally in on the joke," and they just look around to see who else is pretending they're in on the joke, and the one person's uh-huh. like, "What are you guys actually talking about?" Right. <laughs> Meanwhile. 10 of you don't understand, but you're just like, no, I'm a part of the group that does. It's fine. Uh-huh. Right. It's like uh, when you're standing around in a circle, but like two people are talking and everybody else just like has their drinks and they're just like nodding and laughing. Yeah. But it's like there is a dialogue going on and just a lot of observers. <laughs> it still works, though. You know, um, I mean, it, it becomes more of like a discussion at a point. Yes, but it's hopefully. like two people are yes, fucking hopefully. <laughs> but it's usually two people who are very much I'm gonna use you and Ian as the uh people mm-hmm. throwing under the bus, or sure. like very much on a topic of like very excited for this game or something. And then people are like, I don't like these people, I'll stand around them. Mm-hmm. Um and then someone like might interject of, Oh, is that is that was that the one that was released in twenty thirteen? And like participate in the discussion. Right. Video um, game. <laughs> Using a console. <laughs> it's a game. You look at it with your eyes, you say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it has audio. Wow. And while you're talking about the references, I, I think half the references I say, I have no idea what they came from or where they came from. It's just someone said it once in Discord. And then we're basically like dodo birds. <laughs> and it's just like call and response. And so someone's like, call. And I'm like, wait, wait, I know the response for this one, right? And I um, now have to say, call and response, call and mockery. Yeah, exactly. Call um, and feral. <laughs> but it's it's part mimetics. And mm-hmm. then it's part like, which I guess is still f- might fall under mimetics. But it's like, it's defining language amongst a group. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not always necessarily full inside jokes. It's just things you understand that are reference points. Yeah. That's interesting to think about it, to like break it down to its elemental aspects because you kind of just do it unconsciously. But it's mm-hmm. literally that it's like when you were kids and you and your friends found something completely hilarious and everybody else was like, that doesn't mean anything. What are you what are you doing? What are you talking about? Um, but you have group identity because you share it. Yeah. Can I share an inappropriate story, but I will not name the people involved. Not sure. that they listen to it anyway. <laughs> so in high school, I was hanging out with uh, two friends, and we were like just shooting the shit, hanging out for a long time. And it's like, you know, those like late evenings, just like, oh, we're just gonna crash at so and so's house, and we'll just basically a sleepover, but it's just more like crash on somebody's couch. Uh-huh. Um, 
but like you start talking about all types of bullshit and you make a run for Taco Bell, whatever. So at one point, uh, a friend of mine, one friend says like that he's tried putting like pickles up his butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I've never I'm, tried it. Probably not for me. But like imagining he interrupts like some other conversation that we're having <laughs> at the time. You're just like talking about Sunday school and he's just like speaking of pickles. But for like a long time, my other friend, instead of like referring to that friend's name, or just sometimes rather blue, would just say like pickle. And then like we'd both giggle because the concept was funny. Um, uh-huh. No judgment on that person, by the way. You do yeah, you. I mean, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and he has. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, listen, deal with it. <laughs> See, that was I'm funny. not proud of who I've become. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That was still pretty good. Um, yeah, no, it's, that's definitely the case. But I feel that you're not proud of who I became. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking, of, I was like trying to figure out what the next topic was going to be and then just mindlessly agreeing to buy time. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to really be careful about what the preceding statement was. Uh, I was saying the Holocaust. Mindlessly. <laughs> um, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so... <laughs> No, I, I think feel uh, like hmm. as much as sometimes I might judge it from the outside if I get too introspective, mm-hmm. um, inside jokes and like retelling a shared experience mm-hmm. is a lot of like friendship fabric. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. because God knows if I try talking to somebody, they're like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Ah, <laughs> hey, you remember that one time? Uh-huh. Um, because I don't always think I have something new and exciting to share. It's not you can obviously still build memories with people, but certain yeah. ones will stand out. Like we didn't even talk about land party shit, um, mm-hmm. but like at land party, it's not uncommon for people to talk about funny events from previous land parties. Right. Like mm-hmm. we still talk about when Justin was drunk under the table, um, mm-hmm. or other stuff. Like it's it's nice to relive those because it's like a bonding thing. Yeah, I think to a certain extent, probably a great extent, we really are still societies around a campfire with shadows on the wall, right? Like that is shared experience, shared values, you know, shared stories is, you know, part of the fabric that binds people together. So that's why, you know, I still talk to people that I raided with back in the Destiny days and (laughs) <laughs> all of that stuff also the fact that they're just prominent in the friend group <laughs> but back but back no, I, when i played destiny 2 oh i remember uh so long two ago. hours ago yeah. when <laughs> but yeah no i i i get you and i think it's useful to have those stories too um and kind of be ingratiated into the group to some degree right like we have to just talk about destiny not recent things old history try to clear a raid we try to clear a raid more we continue to fail to clear the raid we're like all right this is going to be the one land party this is where we're going to try it this is a combo of topics um ian literally buys champagne (laughs) so that when we clear it in preparation in preparation for when we clear it and then people get distracted people get drunk people you know 
uh, fall off the wagon basically for for uh, destiny. Um, and he drinks the whole thing, <laughs> and it's like never a good play. It's not a good play. In the moment, kind of sad. Excellent story when Excellent talking story. about like friends and association with destiny and associations with land party. Um, it's like, yeah, it's the how fabric. About, it's the fabric. How about as a fun outro? Do you mm-hmm. have a fun story that you'd like to retell about me or us? A fun one. Hmm. <laughs> a fun one, he says. <laughs> I, I can think of many terrible ones. <laughs> I feared for my life on that day. Uh, is this video game related? Probably. It can It can be. It doesn't have to be. Hmm. Okay. Um, if you want, I can buy you time. Because I have a fun story I like to retell about you every, every few years. Sure. We'll start with that and then we'll see if it's the one that I said so we were at the strip <laughs> club. Um, the only one I had. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Thankfully. But but that joke ties into the story. Um, uh-huh. So this was uh, Jake's bachelor party day. Um, Mike and I took him out to do some activities and whatnot. Uh, but we got him a Keurig. Which at the time was like the, the newest coffee technology that existed. Yeah, German um, word. And then. <laughs> is it? I believe it. I have no idea. It sounds German, <laughs> but I don't know. It's something that you get from Ikea. That's all I know. Uh-huh. Um, but previously, I think you had a drip coffee maker uh, in your house. I don't even know if I had a coffee maker. Maybe. Oh, my I don't God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. You sit down. I'm going to tell the story because I remember these sure, details. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had a drip coffee maker previously. Uh, so we took that out and got rid of it entirely, replaced it with a Keurig, but like set up in the same spot and everything. And mm-hmm. then I think you and Jenny came back from groceries. Mike and I were just like hanging out for the day. So we were just already there. Um, and Jenny was in on it too. She knew what was up and I think let us in or whatever the situation was. We're like, hey, do you notice anything different in the kitchen? And you're looking around. You're like, no, not really. <laughs> no, why? Why do you ask? You're like, are you sure you don't like... We're kind of given like, the, like, hey, something's different. Uh-huh. And Jake's looking around like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see <laughs> it goes on for like a couple of minutes. He starts like opening cabinets and stuff. He's like, guys, what, what is it? <laughs> and he was completely oblivious to the, the separately entirely new coffee machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're like, it's this. This is the new thing. And you're like, oh, <laughs> is this for me? We're like, yes. <laughs> but I always look back on that story fondly. Because it was funny. It is funny. Perception is a dump stat, though. Like, if you're going for an optimized build, what is I remember the first time I wore glasses, and you're like, what's up? Mm-hmm. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> there's there's times Dave is, like, wearing a novel shirt, or he has glasses on, or he's, like, a very notable haircut or something like that. And I'm just like, eh. Just immediately incorporate. It's just, like, snapshot put into the Dave folder. This is a recognizable face. That's it. No further analysis needed. You got past the Dave capture. You're saying you're like, oh, that's that's a Dave. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Identify the fire hydrants. It's like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this one's Dave. There you go. Um, yeah. No, I was thinking I in in the uh, the heat of the moment. Uh, I can think of like a couple stories. Some of them would be you know gaming related. We had like. Um, I would mention like Green Hell, actually, which I don't think is particularly great game, but I I distinctly remember us like running around 
doing some crafting things, not really playing the game the way it was. Maybe it was intended to be played like that way. Go back and listen to our episode. We're very critical. <laughs> uh, but like literally just like removing leeches from each other continually because it never stopped. Um, you, me, and Ian. Um, but on a more personal note, like the one I usually go back to is like land party. Some years back, I don't call it exactly which one. It was a summer land. And we were like just talking about crap. Oh, this like, is like under the, the stars. Summer. This is the first one. Oh, this is the wholesome one. Oh, the wholesome one. Yeah, this is a wholesome one. Um, it's not really funny. So if you're going for that, then then not. I can't even recall like all of the topics we talked about, but I remember that it was very like deep. I guess it was like it was a pretty unfiltered, not like mature rated conversation, but like there was very little platitudes involved it was just uh, just us talking about life basically um and i was like hmm but it was it was one of the turning points for me because i was up until this point pretty upset that people were starting to play video games less at land and talk more and then i was like this is actually kind of nice um to like talk about some serious stuff and it's not politics or that other crap that just makes people upset but it's about how people feel and it's about what people are going through and how we're dealing with it um, and yeah I still think about that but I've never that seen Jake funny. in swim trunks after that I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. never went back to that pool that was the critical feedback <laughs> actually that's why I remember <laughs> it it was like you look terrible in swim trunks <laughs> <Just> like alright <laughs> Listen, buddy, speedo or nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm, I don't think anyone. <laughs> no one liked that. <laughs> Everyone hates that. It's the little follow follow pop up in the corner. Um, but yeah. So, those are some good stories, though. Yeah. Mine was very vague because you know, again, I don't recall everything that we talked about, but that's alright. Um. Anything else? No, you guys have had okay. plenty. Asking for <laughs> yep. more at this point is simply greedy. I think that's fair. If you guys are simply greedy and you want more, uh, let us know what you want. You can send that in at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the community on Facebook. Uh, I don't know how active it is, but it is one. Um, soapstone, well, no, that's not correct. Well, you can still send things into Gmail again. Facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we're happy you're here. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the next one. Have a great night. <laughs>